Good people, who have traveled from villages near and far, lend me your ears. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? What's up, Miss Tasty? What's up, what's up? Hi there, nice to see you. Bumblebee Tuna? Bumblebee Tuna! Hello, S-Man Tooth. Hello, Evening News Team. You are now listening to another edition of Movie Review Crew. Welcome to the Goody Room. But their ability to open is f***ing heroic. And now, with your permission, I'm going to do my stuff. What are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can. All right, welcome in everybody to another edition of the Movie Review Crew. I'll be your host, Shane Kronikin, and joining me today is Steve Rushlaw. How's it going? And Aaron Kronikin. Hello. And... We have an excellent episode for you today. This is actually one I'm excited for. I think it's going to be an interesting conversation. Um, this was a, it's a good movie. We're going to be bringing you a review, a discussion, a breakdown of the movie uh, Calvary, 2014, I guess, drama, crime, mystery. Um, but before we get into that, has anybody seen anything lately? Anything new? Any rewatches? Anything at all? I know, Aaron, you mentioned you might go to see uh, Lightyear in theaters. Did you get to see that? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, but okay. I have, uh, I mean, it's been, what, three weeks since we recorded? Yeah. Hey, uh, we, like that. we took a slight break for a vacation and, and yep. well, family stuff. So busy stuff. I've seen a lot of movies. Nine 2022 releases to continue to compile my list so i have something to go off of for okay. a top 10 at the end of the year absolute worst and a lock 100 percent lock for the worst five movies of the year the you know top bottom five Maverick. when we do that ambulance <laughs> oh yeah oh man yeah yeah, yeah. ambulance is yeah. uh horrendous it's, it's terrible no i can't i can't disagree and i was I was excited for it. I don't know why, because I do know why. Michael Bay, despite being just one of the worst directors ever, has made some good movies. And this one had Gyllenhaal and it had... Uh, well, yeah, I, I had, had it in my people. top 10 most anticipated, hoping that Gyllenhaal wouldn't have taken a, a dumpster fire of a movie just to do yeah, it. But he, he did. did. Yeah, he did. Um, Moving on, and, next worst. Uh, real quick, I just want to say about okay. that one. Somehow, and tell me if you agree, somehow it is the, the most chaotic, loudest, just nonsense noise movie, while at the same time being an absolute bore. Well, yeah. And I, I don't know I, how I find it all of Michael that. Bay. It's just nonstop chaos, crazy it's stupid. It's Michael Bay. I know, all but how is, is that a boring? <laughs> because it's done so terribly. Yeah, yeah, that was a disappointment, big time. Big time. Uh, uh, next, Sorry. not much better. Firestarter. Moving on. I've heard. Uh, I've heard. A movie, that, another one that was on my top 10 most anticipated, You Won't Be Alone. Yeah, uh, that, that wasn't was, great. No. No, oh, that's you on my list. About a, that's God, a you want to talk about a boring movie. I mean, even I couldn't justify Ew. it. Uh, so bad. Another one called Sundown, which I only heard of because it was on Rotten Tomatoes Top 100 of the Year, and it was no good. Uh, the next was a movie called Bull, another one that I saw on the Rotten Tomatoes list. That was actually decent. It was okay. It's got a, a kind of a twist or reveal or whatever at the end of it that is just 
feels like it's way out of left field, but I can't, I still haven't decided if it's just incredibly stupid or makes the movie better. Yeah, that one's on my list. I watched the horror movie X, which for me is, I mean, that's not my type of thing. It's a slasher movie. It, it's a throwback to the Where 70s. They're uh, trying to make a porn movie, aren't they? Yes, yes. But there is some incredible filmmaking and it actually has one of my favorite scenes of the year so far. And that guy's a very good horror director, but you're not much into slashers. Is it? And isn't that what that is? No, no. It, 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 it's just a, other than the flair from, from the director, it's just a buy the book slasher. It, mm. It's not inventive in any way. Well, most slashers um, are, but we'll have to, I, I'm curious what Matt would think of that one. Yeah, I, for me, it's just me. Uh, and then the, finally, to the better movies, I, I watched The Outfit with Mark Rylance. Yeah, yeah. One of those movies, kind of a, a single location type of thing. It's just him. I, I don't know. I guess it's kind of a mystery. He's he's dealing with some stuff and he's working his way through it. And then it has, to me, it would have been better. It, it's a good movie. But at the end, it was like... Uh, you know, they revealed one thing, then there's another twist, then here's another, and here's another reveal. And it's like, okay, come on. It's all at this point a little too coincidental that all of this happened the way it did. But yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. Mark Rylance is fantastic. Very here, good. I, yes. I, I'd agree with there, there's too much. It just keeps going. And I don't have it up, but the woman in it was horrendous. Luckily, she's not in it much. Um, Next, not a good movie, but one of the, I mean, as far as movie watching experiences, one of the most fun experiences of the year so far, Interceptor on Netflix. Yeah, yeah that's one really I stupid. And I disagree really, that really it's not stupid. a good movie. Just because <laughs> it's not a good movie. It's a, it is. It is a good no, movie. It no. does everything right as far as an action movie should should go. I dis, I disagree. It's a, the the CGI is like. My three-year-old drew yes, background scenes with a but crayon. But what is the budget on that? I don't know. Anything less than $5, and they didn't use it well. It's a single location. CGI, you, you pretend like CGI is expensive to do. People can do it with software on their home computer yeah, but now not better than goods. that. No, it was yes, not they that can. bad. Stop. It's cartoonish. Um, but anyways, the the story is kind of blah. It's just an action thriller. But uh, Elsa, I think her name, Elsa Pataki. The story's whatever. not blah. The story's so good. You're, you're just she. It saved the world. Old school action. I don't. The, the, <laughs> that's a great story, and the stakes are Man. there, and the excitement's there, and the entertainment's there. Whatever. Pass. I mean, I had, I had a blast. I'm not. It's never ever approaching my top, probably thirty of the year. So oh, that's. It, I would recommend it to anybody and tell them if you want a dumb action movie that's a, a whole lot of fun and a throwback, go for it. But uh, I don't, you know, as far as good movies, I wouldn't call it a good movie. <laughs> uh, anyway, lastly, I watched one I had never heard of. Again, I, I watched it because of that Rotten Tomatoes list called, I think it's Minamata, which is apparently oh, a Johnny Depp yeah. movie that was just released this year. Uh, I went into it knowing nothing about it, and I liked it. Uh, as of now, out of the 48, 
2022 releases, it's it's a top 10 movie for me. It might fall out later in the year, but as of now, it's in the top 10. And I, wow. I am not a fan of Johnny Depp. Normally, mm, I don't like yeah. him, but he's really good in this movie. You know how, uh, what was that, Black Mass? Yeah. 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 Similar to that, where it's like, man, he, if he just did more of this, you know, branched away for mostly I hate Johnny Depp because he all of his uh, Tim Burton movies. Yeah, mostly you don't like Tim Burton and that. Yes. So yeah, associate that with Johnny Depp. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, this was a really good movie, really good performance. So Mm. definitely recommended. And that's it. Those are the nine I watched. All right, uh, Steve, any any of those that you want to touch on that you've seen or any other movies besides those that you've seen? Um, I've literally seen two movies in the past three weeks, uh, mostly because I've, I've been moving and we've been trying to fix up our house to sell it. So I uh, haven't had much time. Um, I want, one is Calvary. And the, the second one I watched, I had a chance to watch was Interceptor. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to have to side with Shane on it. it yeah. Just because a movie. Even though I, it's low I will budget, say what I've always said, a movie should be judged based on what it is trying to be and that uh, nails it whether it has it's a low budget extremely it, it flawed it, it it is flawed but i i still would put it in one of the better movies i've seen this year absolutely oh most fun yeah better no crazy um the two don't okay, have to be on. distinguishable no. That it, it, redneck it, dude was horrendous. The, red, yes. the redneck dude yes. was, the, was the, the bad guy, I don't know. I didn't look it up. Wherever he's from, Australia, maybe. He could not hide the fact that he does his accent. That's is, fine. I still thought he did well. Eh, he was fine. Uh, I will say that it had one of my favorite kills I've ever yeah. seen in oh, any, yeah. any type of movie. Yeah, that, that yeah. Had some uh, it, a it, few good it, ones. That had some uh, it, great action moments. Caught me off guard. Uh, the one-liners by yeah. Elsa Pataki were pretty good as well. Yeah, and I will say this: that that was directed by a first-time director who was a novelist. Uh, you know, if, if for I hope either he's really good at filming action or he got help from someone, which is the right thing to do because uh, the action was filmed incredibly. He, actually, he did. The uh, I Go can't ahead. think of his name right now, but the director of that extraction movie that Chris Hemsworth was in uh, came in and I forget I forget what they called his role. It action. Basically, basically, he came in to help film and and set up and choreograph and, and basically make the action hit harder. I, I forget what they called his his role, but that that guy uh an extraction the action was unreal so i think that was a great call bringing somebody with experience in i'm gonna have to check out this some of this guy's books because it says pretty much this guy makes books where crazy stuff happens and then one guy has to lead like a ragtag group of people to save the world or save something yeah uh, i mean so- if they're like this story i'm in I, i'm i'm all in so oh yeah whatever. I mean, even big time directors can take note of the way somebody like Christopher Nolan could just say, you know what? 
I suck with these yeah. actions. No, so somebody take over. And it's not that he sucks. It, it's just that he was yes, inexperienced. And and the guy's name is Sam Hargrave. That's his name. He he directed Extraction. And before that, he's been a stuntman for years. So the dude knows action. And and he came in, they call his his he's credited as the action consultant. And so he came in just to just to basically be a sounding board and, and a helping hand. And I think it like you said, it made a world of difference. It it did not feel like an inexperienced director. Um, but moving on, I uh, or actually I should say, Steve, anything else? Or you said those were your only uh that was it um one thing i will say we talked about it when in kill bill volume one um is camera shots compared to interceptor and kill bill yeah Yeah. it it wasn't flashy it wasn't all over the place it was you saw what was going on that's one thing i showcase the action the camera doesn't have to be the action the action is the action the fights the moves the choreography the actors and it proves that the excuse of, oh, I mean, it's a confined space. We got a fancy editing to place the, like, this is a one room movie yeah. mostly. And you could see every bit of it. And there's wide shots to show both combatants, yeah. the, the Elsa Pataki and whoever she was fighting at the and time. And credit I mean, to her. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed every bit of it. Um, but but we're not reviewing that. We sh- we we won't spend many more, much more time on that. Uh, so I'll quickly go over what I've seen, and then we'll just hop right into Calvary. Um, I, I saw Interceptor, obviously. The other one I saw was a, a, uh, another action thriller drama, basically the the same budget, same kind of B movie type of deal. Where I looked it up, the Interceptor was made for fifteen million, and I also saw White Elephant. Which is uh, directed oh, by oh. Jesse V. Johnson, who's done. I don't care what you say. That dude's one of the better action directors working today. The dude. The trailer looked horrendous. It was good. I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was very good. I I personally really like um, well a lot of the actors. I mean, it, it's got a great cast. Isn't that include- the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, the bad guy. Uh, yes, yes. Rucker, Rooker, something like that. Yes, Michael Rooker. And uh, he is amazing. He's fit in, he's been great in a lot of things, especially in this. I think this is one of his better roles, frankly. Uh, supporting cast Olga Kirilenko, John Malkovich came in for a few minutes and just stole scenes like he does. And frankly, this is. This is the best I've seen Bruce Willis treated in a movie in the last 10 to 15 years because they make an effort to give him a real role and to make his character a real person instead of just here's five minutes of Bruce so we can put him on the on the poster and try to sell. They legitimately made an effort and it's it's obvious especially with the knowledge that we have now of of his his brain disease that he's going through that that he's they're having to work around it even so far as there's some some dubbed lines where other people are are attempting to mimic his voice and it's noticeable but he gives a great performance that i mean there's legitimate scenes where he has to give dramatic performances and, and it's the best perform bruce willis performance and now i'm not saying it's great but it's the best use of bruce willis and it's it's his best performance in probably 15 years i i loved seeing how they treated him in this movie it was it was amazing just to watch just for that as even if this isn't his last movie he's got a couple more coming out 
this at least is kind of a setting off like, okay, I get to see he can still act. He still has that where he's in a, he can walk in a room and own the room. He, it was great. I loved, I absolutely love that piece of it, Uh, but I will be writing an in-depth review of that one. Uh, So we'll have that on the website here shortly. Well, Uh, here's the top review on IMDb uh titled one out of 10 stars, nonstop, stupid and awful. <laughs> well, <laughs> gratuitous violence, tiresome faux tough guy dialogue, and mind-numbingly stupid See, gunplay don't make much. All of that comes to entertainment. I love that's all. Yeah. Shades like, I love. Shades so, like, oh yeah, <laughs> ten out of ten. That, that's clearly <laughs> a case of this movie was not made for that guy or girl. I, I don't know. Either way, it was made for me, and I loved it. I, I loved it a lot. So. Whatever. If you don't like it, I'm I'm not gonna argue with you. That's fine. It's just I'll not just never watch it. I well, mean, straight fair. to DVD. Bruce Willis movies. Hooray, uh, Michael. Okay. Rupert, I Rupert. think the real question here is: uh, me and Aaron have been waiting. We know you saw another movie in theaters. Uh yes. I'll get to that because I quickly want to say uh, we. Aaron forgot to mention we saw uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. <laughs> And oh I enjoyed it. It was fine. Uh, it, it was fine. It was as, as good as one of those movies can be, I suppose. It, no, I, not far from home. No way home. No way home. Whatever the hell. I don't know. What, the what, one the that came last out this one. year. The last one. Yeah, whatever it's called. I don't know. But it was fine. But yes, getting to, to your point, I finally, finally got to see Top Gun Maverick. And it lived up to the hype. Man, that movie wasn't absolute blast it, it's like you've I, I, one of you said i don't remember which or a lot of reviews are saying it, 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 it this is it's what blockbusters should be where it takes itself serious enough to be taken seriously on like jurassic world dominion or what Spider-Man. all these movies that are just silly it takes itself serious enough but it's fun enough to where it it's it's just an absolute adventure the filming is unreal. It, I, I equate it to the vehicle action in Mad Max, the camera work, it, and just the absolute, the fantastic vehicle action visuals that they were able to pull off. Uh, just amazing. All of the actors, fantastic. The last 20 minutes is, is probably going to be the greatest thing I've, I'll see all year. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. The, the scene... I won't I won't spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it, but my gosh, that scene with Val Kilmer hit yep. me. <laughs> Dude, I, that no, 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 no. The one with Rooster on the piano with the flashbacks as he's standing outside, that was much no. better. No, the Val they, Kilmer I think scene. They, I, think they I mean, there's a, there were a few scenes that hit, but gosh. Um, so I've kind of Tom Cruise has grown on me. Um, I used to kind of like buy into this. Oh, you should hate him for the Scientology. I don't care what the dude do, does uh, outside. Uh, but I'm going to take a, a quote from Key and Peele. Tom Cruise's is my jam. He's my <laughs> jam. That dude, I mean, as an action movie fan, I got to love what he does. I, I have fantastic. to. It, it, he's, it's, it's, a, it's amazing. The movie's amazing. I can't recommend it enough. It, well, and it does get goofy in the toward the late of course second it's goofy. act it's top but... gun well sure but i mean goofy. like goofy <laughs> the things he can do because he's actually flying the plane he flies helicopter he rides motorcycle whatever yeah. the things he can do 
it's, it's it changes the way that they can film the movies and it, it it's fantastic it makes it feel more physical it, it, you compare the first one to this one where it's very clearly actors sitting in a cockpit being yes. filmed saying lines and in this one i should say in that one they were filmed in a stationary cockpit in this one they're either passengers in a plane or in some of tom cruise's scene reportedly flying a plane whatever the case is and you, we, the audience, feel the G's hitting them because it's a physical performance. The grunts and just the you know their movements and and there's one scene where where they do this. Uh, I, I was watching some behind the scenes and Miles Teller does this scene and and he wasn't expecting this turn and he, it, the straps weren't tight enough, so he flies up and hits his head on the cockpit, but they kept it in because it just feels real and <laughs> like this just stuff like that makes makes it just feel more physical than than the original and it, i can't speak highly enough i loved it absolutely loved it yeah definitely worth seeing uh, anything else any movie news anything you're looking forward to anything anything before we get into calvary no i don't think so okay let's just uh let's just jump right into it then like i said we are talking about 2014's Calvary. Uh, Aaron chose this. It's a classified by IMDb as a crime drama mystery written and directed by John Michael McDonough, um, brother of Martin McDonough, both yes, fantastic yes, writer directors. I, I would recommend if you haven't seen either of their stuff, go watch all of it. I, I haven't seen a movie by either of those guys that I haven't loved. Um, an amazing, amazing cast. I mean, we've got Brendan Gleeson is a starring role. He's always fantastic. Chris O'Dowd is always great. Kelly Riley, always great. I mean, I could say that about all of these guys. Aiden Gillen, uh, Dylan Morin is a recognizable face. Don Hall Gleeson makes a small appearance. The cast is absolutely fantastic. Um, Aaron, you, you, well, I should say first, it's rated R, one hour, 42 minutes. Aaron, you chose this. Um, why 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 did you choose this uh because i hadn't seen it i i was choosing i was trying to i wanted to mix it up because we've been watching a lot of just goofy action war movies and i wanted something on the complete opposite end of that so this was your first watch first time i've ever seen it and i have enjoyed the same guy john michael mcdonough he did the uh what did we review the guard and more on everyone more on everyone yeah, and he did the guard. War on Everyone was uh, better than okay, not quite great. The guard I love, so I thought I'd give this one a shot. I'd never seen it before. Aaron, so, he also wrote uh, the screenplay for Ned Kelly. If you didn't oh, know the old yes. Ned Kelly with yes, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, yeah. Yep, I didn't know that. Uh, before we get into our thoughts, before we get into our thoughts, I, I, I forgot to run down the numbers. Um, Calvary on IMDb gets a 7.4 out of 10. On Rotten Tomatoes, the it has an 89% from the critics, giving it a 7.6 out of 10. And 80% from the audience, giving it a 7.8 out of 10. So pretty pretty close across the board i mean 7.4 7.6 7.8 uh, they're all pretty much in agreement and uh the critics consensus 
is as follows. Led by a brilliant performance from Brendan Gleeson, Calvary tackles weighty issues with humor, intelligence, and sensitivity. And I agree with all of that. I would, I would add it's very dark humor. This is not, this is not humor. Like when you think of humor, you know, it's, it's not laugh out loud funny. It's, it's dark humor. It is funny. And there were moments I laughed out loud, but this is, it's dark. It, it, well, it's, and this, it's got some black humor, but I wouldn't even consider it. I wouldn't even put a subgenre of comedy. It's no. much less comedy, uh, much less comedic than his other, like the, the guard is a comedy. War on Everyone is comedic. It's not necessarily comedy, but this one is far and, removed from those And I equate it to uh, his brother, Martin McDonough, wrote three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, and that had humor in it. It was very dark humor. I mean, that was a dark movie, and, and this is the same way. It explores real themes, real-world issues, with some kind of gallows humor thrown in there to 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 break it up. I mean, it, but it, I, yeah, I, you're you're right. I wouldn't classify it as a as a comedy, but it definitely has some some dark humor and levity to break it up a bit. Yeah. Uh, so so there's the numbers, Aaron. You you mentioned why you picked it. I didn't realize this was your first time watching it. What were your initial impressions? Uh, I guess I I was expecting more comedy. Um. Brendan Gleeson, gosh, he's underrated. I mean, I, for me, top 10. I mean, th- there's nothing he can't do. Yeah. And this is, I appreciate a movie like this that's just kind of a slower drama that just lets an actor act for an hour and a half or however long it is. Yeah. And there's not one scene where you're not impressed by it. And, and it's not like some guy trying to do some showy thing to win an Oscar. It's a hundred percent natural, perfect for the role. I mean, Brendan Gleeson is incredible in this movie. Uh, yeah, the the comedic elements, I, I was expecting more, but uh, I think it was more like situational comedy, less and just because kind of, of the funny dialogue, almost shock humor, really. Yeah. Uh, where, whereas you know, somebody would say something, it's like, oh my god, that's. I shouldn't laugh at that, but that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, Steve, uh, jump off of that. Anything to add on to that? What were your first impressions? Uh, uh, so most of the stuff I've seen with Brendan Gleeson is more of the the, the witty humor. Yeah. Uh, like like in Bruges. Um, this oh, I think Bruges this is, is great. Yes, I think this is more of my first. Um, seeing him as more of a serious role mm. like you said there, there is the, the comedy aspect to it but dark uh brendan gleason's fantastic in this yeah um be more of a serious role i thought he knocked it out of the park yeah uh sorry go ahead did you, did you have more on that uh no i didn't okay uh, yeah i uh, mirror everything you've said obviously that the the main takeaway i think from from our conversation here is going to be brendan gleason is absolutely nuts it's so good in this in this movie i mean the how he has not been nominated for an oscar ever blows my mind he's he's unbelievably good and this might be the best thing i've ever seen him in uh yeah everybody uh, yeah i'm i'm 
we're hyping up Brendan Gleason, but every single person in this, not every single person, there's one character I want to talk about later. Almost every single person in this movie is absolutely phenomenal. I, I mean, uh, Chris O'Dowd, Kelly Riley, Aiden Gillen, even Dylan Moran, uh, Dom L. Gleason's in it for two minutes and he he's great. And Emmett Walsh is in it. People, yes. uh, people would recognize him. He, he was, uh, I immediately, I was like, okay, where have I seen this guy? God, he's recognized. He was uh, in the original Blade Runner. He was Harrison Ford's boss. And that's why I, I said, yeah. God, I know this yeah. face. But yeah, yeah, a recognizable face, even if you don't know who I'm he is cu- straight away. But yeah, I'm curious I, I, who you think uh, wasn't very good. I, I couldn't take a guess. I'm, I'm well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I, um, I loved, I mean, though, like I said at the beginning, both of the McDonald brothers are would be up there in like my top five top 10 list of writers i absolutely love their writing i love their dialogue and they've been lucky enough to get actors that can just pull it off and the all of these do i mean the first scene the first words i mean they'll, they catch you off guard and you you think it's funny and you think it's a joke and then you realize it's not and then and then it keeps going you're like what yeah, yeah is happening yeah. right now and it I mean, just sets the stage and there were so many great individual scenes that taken as a scene were fantastic, but then they blend to make this movie that I thought was great. I, I loved it. Uh, spoiler alert. I had some issues with it, but I, I loved it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed every second of it, every single second of it. Um, so this is my first um, movie I've seen of his. I'm going to have to check out the guard. Um. Because I, yep. I love I love Martin McDonough, uh, yeah. in Bruges, Seven yep. Psychopaths. He's one of my top five. The uh, guard is is incredible. I mean, it's one of my underrated gems. And that um, is more, and... you know, if we're compared, you you said you've seen Martin McDonough stuff. So so, in Bruges and the guard are are more comparable to where this gotcha. and yeah. three billboards are more comparable where the these those two are more serious the guard is is funnier it's more lighthearted in the vein of in bruges gotcha um but talking about this aaron it's your movie where, where do you want to start uh i well, mean I, I, obviously let's, let's uh before we go too deep i forgot to kind of give a a uh a synopsis so so let's yep. do a brief yeah. synopsis um um brendan gleason plays father james a a older priest in a small town in ireland and basically it starts off he's he's uh somebody's uh confessing to him they're in the confessional and this person says that he was molested raped by a priest for multiple years when he was younger and basically the only way that he can think to solve that issue and to make that known is to kill a good priest which which is Brennan Gleason. So he basically says, I'm going to kill you in a week's time. You have a week to put your affairs in order. And so this movie essentially explores that week leading up to that event. Um, while doing and of that, course, go ahead. Well, I just, because of these writers, these writers are incredible. And because it's so, they're so self-aware. I mean, even look at Seven Psychopaths, how aware of the fact that they're playing into tropes and, and that it's a movie that they're writing. 
the opening the the opening line is that guy telling him he's going to kill him and his response is well that's certainly a startling opening like you no, know actually meeting opening it, line to the confessional uh, i'm gonna get disturbing here but it's the line uh his opening line the first line of dialogue in the movie is i first tasted semen when i was seven years old <laughs> and and the priest is sitting there like what <laughs> like and then it turns into this he, he goes into his backstory and it gets more serious and then he then he explains he's gonna kill him the whole setup the whole concept is great as a mystery as a movie itself but then there's the whole the setup is used and, and the characters are used to basically examine sin and religion and faith and and the world really and and how do we keep faith and what does that mean and what does it mean to be a good christian and things i mean you, you could dive into the themes and the things that it touches on for longer than we will be recording this but i love the setup i love the movie and i love the things it explores uh, uh but uh, go ahead Aaron. what what uh, i didn't mean to derail that what what do we what should we start off with uh, I mean, I guess it has to be other than Brendan Gleeson. It's the writing of this movie without being, I mean, a movie you hear, oh, it's a movie that explores religion that scares a lot of people away. This yeah. is not some preachy thing no. telling you what's right and wrong. It's exploring no. the nuances of everybody on this island and how they fit into each other's view of religion. And and it's so well written because it's not preachy it doesn't feel like these movies that have an agenda so they force these pieces of dialogue to say that's what they exactly, want to say that's exactly it is it, it's written uh, and tell me both of you if you agree it's written to uh, explores the right word because it, it's it's written to pose questions the characters are representatives of of the entirety of of humans basically and different variations of sin and what is a sin and and what all of that but but it's written in a way to where it just poses questions it doesn't say you know all priests are bad all priests are good christianity is good christianity is bad sin is bad this is bad it it just kind of it explores it poses questions and it, it just leaves it up to you the audience to interpret it however you would like to and i love that about it uh, yeah, have, I, I agree. Um, and I thought Brandon Gleason was perfect for it because he was he questioned his faith throughout the process while these questions are coming out through the movie and him changing his thought process. Through, I mean, it's hour 48. So, yes, it's not necessarily a long movie, but it was interesting to see him question his faith, faith in just a week's period of time. Well, yes. And it, it's not like we're he is not a priest, not like a lifelong priest. He was a priest because of an event that happened due to his life. And he legitimately dove into it and believes this is the right thing to do. And, you know, even he throughout the whole thing, they're talking about, well, aren't you a representative of the church? And they do these awful things. Like he doesn't, even he disagrees with the way things are handled by the church and he separates himself from that. And he, he calls in to yeah. question what their actions are. And I mean, it's not, like I said, not preachy, not saying who's right, who's wrong. It's just, it, it really is just about this one guy yeah. and how all of these lives fit into his view of, of his beliefs. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I 100% agree. It's 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 basically an exploration of how to how to hold on to faith, what that faith has to mean to you while the world is just basically full of horrendous things. And 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 does the sin reflect the person or is it just a sin and can it be forgiven and what can be forgiven and 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 there's you know they they talk about the money and the financial and how that basically it's what is required to be forgiven and and a lot of these people go to different lengths to to atone for their sins or to to punish themselves for their sins and hope that that's forgiven and and it's you know like I said, we could talk about that for a long, long, long time. I more than more than we've got allotted here, but but it's not a black and white movie. And I absolutely love, love that about the writing. It's it's fantastic. And without an actor of, of Gleason's caliber, you it it's not pulled off as brilliantly as it is because a lot of it no, is the no. unspoken scenes that he pulls off that make it that's, so impactful. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He's he's one of those that can you can show him for half a minute scene uncut with no dialogue and it fills it so well. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get into the rest of the cast. Um, uh, we, we've pointed out how great they the cast is, but but I I'd like to hear who stood out to you. Be, who stood out to you as good? Who stood out to you as bad? Did anybody steal some scenes they were in? What, who stood out in any way? I uh, no, go ahead, Steve. Sorry. For me, it, it it has to be Aiden Gillen. Ever since seeing him in Game of Thrones, it's it's kind of blown me away what he could do. Yeah, he just always has that that creepy kind of factor. Yeah, not, nece- not necessarily he's a bad actor, but like he just. He just comes off creepy in pretty much everything he's in, and I. Yeah, he kind of has that sinister. And his ability edge to pull it him. off is pretty good. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Aaron, anybody stand out to you to you one way or the other? Uh, I mean, Kelly Riley's always good, but I think that's expected, so it wasn't like a standout thing. I think the biggest was probably Donald Gleason. That scene with with he and Brendan Gleason just I mean it's what a ten minute scene, yeah. But man, it's fantastic. Yeah, uh, that that leads me into I, I was going to ask if you had any because like I said the, the movie works as a whole, but but there are individual specific scenes that just work so well. Did you have a favorite scene? Did you have one specific scene that that didn't work? You mentioned that one. Was that your favorite scene? Is it was there another that stood out to you? probably that one or i mean the best scenes in this were really just two people talking and and it's such great writing and acting it's either that one with brendan gleason with acting alongside his son and both were fantastic Uh, his son in real life not in the movie yeah both were fantastic uh or that and i can't remember her name but the woman whose husband died and they're just sitting and talking in a church yes that's a great great scene so one one that i I mean, like I said, I could point out all of them as just great scenes. The the end scene, uh, the climax scene at the end was just an acting showcase for 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 both people involved. I don't want to I don't want to say the specific actor to give away. Yeah, who does <laughs> that's what. the whole point of the movie. Uh, yeah, but um, but both that, actors that involved is... in that scene are. I mean, it's a showcase. They're they're incredible. Uh, 
because they 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 work it out they act it out it's portrayed and it's written in a way that there's not a good guy and a bad guy there i mean it, it's just you feel for everybody involved and it it was fantastic but but one that showed uh brandon gleason's ability to just bring more than what's written and, and it was intentionally underwritten to to be an impactful scene but it was one where where uh Brendan Gleason's character, Father James, is talking to his daughter, and they're talking about uh, his his wife who has passed, her mother, and they're talking about memories and how memories fade. And, and all of that line, and yeah, it's just a like a two word. Uh, he just basically says like, "No, they don't." Yeah, she she says memory. The problem with memories is that they fade, and he just says something like, "No, no, they don't." Yeah, and and, and you could see it. Oh, and it was and that was the thing. It was it was intentionally underwritten for an actor like him to show there's more to that line and and, and that it, it's it was painful but it was it was also heartfelt and, and it was about the love and and it's coming off that scene where where Aaron talked about or maybe that came after I don't remember but the two played so well together about loss and and love and and what remains and and how you can hang on to what was there and what you were so lucky to have had at one point, the, the scene with the, the woman who just lost her husband and, and those, yep. it was just such a great scene. It was just a, it was a short little scene, but it was perfectly written to feel like real dialogue and to have such depth yeah, you, beyond you know what, it, what it, was written. It reminded me of another scene, very similar in Saving Private Ryan, after Matt Damon's character gets done telling a story, and then he asks Tom Hanks, hey, tell me about the roses, your, yep. your wife and the roses. And he just answers, no, no, that one's for me. Yep. And you, it's just... And there's so much behind those line. words. Yes. Yeah. But these actors that can do with four or five words and to, to, to just make you... It makes a story with four words. Like you or, get so much out of the character. Another example specifically from this movie is... Uh, uh, the scene you mentioned with Brendan Gleeson and, and Domhnall Gleeson where um, Domhnall's playing uh, a murderer who's basically wanting to talk to this priest for atonement. Uh, and he's kind of describing what he did and how it made him feel and how he says, for that moment, you get to be God. And, and, and Brendan Gleeson, Father James, just forcefully, almost on the edge of angrily, but there's so much emotion behind it. And he just basically says, no, you don't, you don't No, you don't get to play God. You don't, you're not God in that moment. And that was another example of just, there, there was so much, he, he gave us so much more than what was just written because it, it all written on the page is just, no, you don't, <laughs> but it's the way he delivers yep. it. It's how he <clears throat> delivers it. It's, it's his face when he delivers it. It's so perfect. Um, Steve, anything that any scene, any specific scene, any, any, set of dialogue that stood out to you uh you you had mentioned the the scene at the end of the movie the climax um but the two characters try not to give it away just him asking him why did you do this and why did you yeah. do that and then and then um i guess it's the, the when the dog dies yeah he said he's like oh my god he's like why did, why did why did you have to kill my dog and he's like no I didn't like he was that's like a, he was like a, mad that he was so like putting this killer. I was talking about yeah, it, that, and that's 
sorry. So uh, she she uh, missed. Well, I shouldn't say she missed. She fell asleep. So she did miss it. <laughs> and so I was explaining the ending. And 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 uh, later on, I was like, you know what? They never answered the dog question. What what nope. what happened to the dog? Who did that to the dog? And and uh, she's like, you don't think so and so did? I said, no. And she said, well, what do you mean? Well, he said he didn't. Well, yeah, but how do you know he? But it was again. It was just the way it was delivered. Like, of course, that guy didn't it's, do it, that. There's the, no way. I, <laughs> the way he was offended by yeah, him saying yeah, it was that. such a real reaction. Which, and it's part of. I mean, it's one of those where it's like it's not funny, but it's funny because of the situation. Like he, this character is about to murder somebody, yeah. and he's upset about being accused of killing a dog. I mean, it's just the the that type of humor yeah. is, is throughout this. Yep. Absolutely. And one of, one of the other things I wanted to add was the difference of interactions uh, with Brendan Gleason's character. Um, like Brendan Gleason is, he's a nice guy. He doesn't do anything terribly bad to anybody, but like the little girl sitting there walking down the path, yeah. she's just like, Oh, I'm walking down. But then the dad shows up. Yeah. And he's like freaking out. And because it's got, a priest with a young child and, and all of the the assumptions that come with that. Yeah. yeah. Great. And, and that's what's so good about, I mean, this whole movie, there, it's not no real tension, not like a, on the edge of your seat type of tension. But the tension is like the slow wind of every character in every situation, every step of the way, somebody is testing Brendan Gleeson and you can just feel it building and and then we get the scene in the bar where it's like you know he he finally breaks a little bit but I mean it's like and that's part of the whole you know and and Brendan Gleeson even told his daughter like he, you know he this isn't just something where he's running away from what happened to him in his life he truly believes this and he's doing something good and people keep poking and prodding and trying to like you, this isn't the real you. What about this? What about this? What about this? Pretending like it's not like, like Brendan Gleeson's putting on this act to be uh, such a good person. And they keep picking at it until finally he snaps a little bit. And that's, you know, I think that's just part of what it's trying to say. I mean, this it's a guy trying to be a good guy in a terrible world and yeah. he's just surrounded by it. And, and, and like I said earlier, how do you keep, how do you keep your face faith? How do you hold on to your desire to help others? When, when, when they assume those things about you, they assume that you're, you're not genuine about it. When, when they seem to not seriously want your help, but want you to solve the issue, want, want you to, want him you know in a lot of cases to just you know do the sign of the cross and absolve them of their their sins when it's like it, it's that's that's not how that works he's trying to tell them you know you don't you know all these people like like i mentioned before are trying to find this this uh a forgiveness essentially that that's a huge theme of this movie and they're trying to find forgiveness for their sins but they're wanting the easy way out one one the the rich guy wants wants to initially wants to solve his issues by hey let me give the church some money and then i'm absolved right that that means i'm good <laughs> he keeps like that no that's not how it works and he eventually breaks through or the each each person represents a type of sin a type to, of the kid that wants to to join 
whatever the military the because he has yeah he has uh, urges that he was going to kill somebody like yeah even at one point he talks to him three or four times and he's trying to talk him like talk sense into him basically and say you know this is what you're feeling you know he's trying to talk through trying to get through to him and at the end he just goes away he's like you know the kid says to father james to brendan gleason he's like i I can't say it was very helpful but i guess it's good to get it out in the open yeah like another he didn't listen at all they just wanted great great scene uh, but yeah uh, so the one character i wanted to talk about uh, that the one scene i guess that just didn't feel like it fit in the movie to me the character felt a little too cartoonish was was the uh the young male prostitute that that the uh, I, I don't know if it was the sheriff or whatever position the law enforcement guy was involved with that character just seems so silly and cartoonish and and it at least to me he was the only character in this movie that did not feel like a real person do you or was that just me that did did that i because that kind of pulled no, me I, out of the I, movie his character oh no he right in line with everybody else they're all see goofballs the they're they all have quirks yes but they all still felt like real humans. And, and I don't, I guess, I don't know if it was his performance. I, I just it was put just it in, into a, I, to me, it's just another long list that like Brendan Gleeson, his character is literally taking the weight of everybody else's problems onto himself because they just don't care. And like you said, they just yeah. want him to say, yeah, you're okay. Go ahead and proceed with your life. And it's just another one of those things where he, he is aware of what's going on. And he shoulders the burden because nobody else cares or wants to. And it's just, I, to me, it was just another instance of uh, just another character he has to look out for and take care of, basically. Yeah. And, and in that way, this movie's kind of, uh, I saw one quote, one review. I, I don't know who it was. I, I wish I would have remembered or wrote it down to give them credit. But it said this is the best, the best movie about Christ that's not about Christ in, in the way that this guy essentially has to sacrifice himself in many ways um, to, to quote save or absolve these people's sins. Yeah. And, and it's like, is that worth it? Do these people truly give a crap? Or as he said early in the movie uh, for most people, faith is, is, is a way to deal with their fear of death. It's not true faith. And, and, and is that what they're trying to do? Are they just wanting to, you know, him to wave his hand so they get into heaven and, and they're all set or, or what? But uh, I read that and, I, and then I kind of, you know, replayed this, the movie in my head from that context. And I, I like that quote. I like that, that thought process of it, looking at this movie through that lens. I mean, whether that was intended that way, uh, I, there's a lot of ways you can look at this movie and all of them it works I, I i i think this movie just works it's it's that simple one of the things i was going to ask you guys was out of all the characters in the movie how many of them do you think the priest or father actually got to uh to me there's one it's the old man cuz he's like you're, you're a great writer, you're this, you're that. And he's like, oh, thank you. I mean, that's one of the last things he says to anybody. Yeah. It's him, his yeah. daughter. His daughter, yes. His daughter, definitely. Um, I think me, the rich guy. Kind of I think the rich guy, because what in in the way that that 
it, throughout the movie, he's kind of acting out. He's he's acting out, hoping for some easy solution. And and finally, towards the end, he says, I have these issues. And he he's he's legitimately asking for for real help at the end. At least that was my take on it. It wasn't him well, looking for the but... easy uh, uh, absolution of sin. It was him legitimately asking to have a real conversation and to to get help. Yes, but then that's what's heartbreaking about the end is that he doesn't he get says, it. you know what, we're going to sit down and we're going to work through this. I have to go do this one thing and then he'll never get back. Like, where's that guy going to end up? Yeah. So and well, another one he got to in a weird way, not like a is is his uh, the the other priest that was there with him, the younger priest. Yeah, I'll give you that. And one. it's like he was just so upfront with him. Like, why are you a priest? Yeah, go do something else. And and even says he's the other priest is like, why do you hate me? And his answer just very straightforward, something like, I don't hate you. You just have no integrity, and that's the worst thing I can say to a person. Yeah. And then he, he obviously you know quit the priesthood and went somewhere else. But I mean, it got through to him. I guess, but I guess now that you... we're sitting here, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Sorry, Steve. I guess now that we're sitting here, it's it's kind of half and half because yeah. we've mentioned all these, but then you, ha- you have the murderer he doesn't really get to. But we don't really see after that uh, the kid who wants to go into the military. You got the lady who's sleeping with an- another man. The um, man that she's sleeping with, he doesn't, I mean, he tries to confront yeah, that guy and just, just brushed care. aside. Yeah. 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 Yeah, which is yeah, you can't save everybody. Uh, so so I want to get into spoilers because I do want to talk about the ending. So so before we give this spoiler warning, um, it sounds like yeah, we're all in agreement. Yes, we would recommend watching this. Is that it? it I don't want to speak for you guys. Yep. You agree? Yes. 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 Okay. So so yes, please. We recommend this. Go watch it. It's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, we're going to talk about some spoilers moving forward. So now's the time to stop this and go watch that and maybe come back to this. Um, with that out of the way, I do want to talk about the ending because you said he, you didn't know if he got to the killer or not. So the ending scene. So so let's just the killer. Uh, and, and again, we're going to refer to him as that because I do not want to spoil that for if anybody's listening. So by, we'll just refer by- to them as the killer. Um, so the ending scene that the, the person goes through with it and this person does kill father James and, and the end scene is father James's daughter, uh, going to the prison and speaking what not even speaking it. Basically they pick up the phone and, and tears fall down her eyes and then roll credits. So my question is, how do you think that conversation went? Because I have my thoughts but I want to hear yours before I get into them. So, uh, so how how do you think that conversation went? Not specifically, but in general, what what was that like? I, I forgiveness from her end because that's most of the conversations between him yes. and his daughter were about forgiveness. Yeah, and a huge thing. And so that's my thought is is when 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 you said you didn't know if he got to that killer. I don't know that he did. I think perhaps she would. Because he's in his mind, even the score, and and I have the same thought as you is that that that's she's going to forgive him, and and you could see on his face like something got to him. He wasn't it wasn't like the killer, uh, 
Domhnall Gleeson's character. It wasn't like that where he was this fake remorse and he loved the killing. He he, he had his reasons and he was remorseful. It seemed to me. But uh, what what were you, what was your read on that, Steve? So when I when I said he didn't get to the killer, I don't mean his killer. Um, I do believe he got to his killer somewhat. I meant the the murderer. Domhnall oh, Gleeson's ah, character. I see. Okay, yeah, I misunderstood kind, you then. Um. Yes, I, I I do believe he he got to. Are we gonna? Can we say who who it is? Or uh, let's let's just say call him that the killer. His, his, no, let's right. talk about it because I want to talk about. Okay, that so so yeah, super spoiler one, alert. Then we're gonna reveal the identity of the killer. One thing I wanted to ask you guys: um, Do you think it was intentional to use his voice in the the opening scene? Because I see. I guess I guess for me, I know his voice. Yeah. So and that throughout was my the whole movie, is, is, I knew who it was. And maybe he wasn't as big then, so they got away with it. But I've seen him in a lot of things, so I knew. Uh, Wait, hold on. A lot of things. All I've ever seen him is the IT crowd. Uh, oh, he's, he's been in, in a lot. I mean, yeah, he, in- I, I've seen him in a lot of things and a lot of good things. A, a lot of comedies, but also some serious stuff. Uh, he was in Bridesmaids. He was in... Um, most recently, I saw him in The Starling with uh, Melissa McCarthy. Um, he, he's been in a lot. Uh, Molly's Game. He, I've seen him in quite a bit. And I knew as soon as I heard that voice at the beginning, I knew exactly who the, the, the would-be killer is. So yes. that was a bit of a, a, a spoiler for me. Interesting. I didn't. Okay, so I, so I guess yeah. If you and and probably you know back then this was 2014, um, maybe he wasn't so well known, so they got away with it. Well, I, and I, I guess I don't know. For me, it worked that all I've seen him in was the IT crowd, or however you say it, the IT crowd, whatever that show is. Yeah, IT crowd. Because immediately when I saw him, I'm like, oh, that's that goofball character. That's not him. And then you talked about standout. I forgot how at the end when it's revealed that he's and that scene yeah for a guy that all i've ever seen was goofball shenanigans on a comedic series was an eye-opener man he was good yeah and and, and he mostly does uh comedies but he's he's dabbled in um more serious movies that are still based around comedy like this one his his character has some comedic moments and it does have the dark comedies but yeah he's he was tremendous absolutely fantastic and, and, and we talked about gleason ability to say without saying the oh, scene yeah. at the end both was, of those two there's no words in there both. at yeah. all it's just the, the face, of, their face of chris o'dowd and kelly riley and both of them just nail it, it yeah it was well, that was definitely hard hitting I, I guess looking back, knowing this is a 2014 movie, um, I think some of his roles are more recent. So it would make more sense for a person like Aaron, who's only seen him in the IT crowd. And I'll be honest, I haven't even seen the IT crowd. I've just seen him in movies, but it's just one of those where I've, I've heard his voice enough, I guess, where I I immediately yeah. heard him. As, oh, OK, well, I know who the killer is. I, I maybe <laughs> should have shrouded that voice a little more. Yeah. But I so yeah, but did, it still did not. They didn't use. It didn't uh, take away from the movie. His voice, or did yes. they? they yeah, they did a little bit because I. I it was Chris O'Donnell's voice. Huh. And and having said that, credit to the filmmaking and the writing and and maybe my brain for just hoping 
when i mean it, it starts off he says i'm gonna kill you in seven days when it happened up until it happened i was 100 certain it was not going to happen up until the moment yes, it happened yep. yeah yeah and, and, I, and so credit to filmmaking they, they tell you what's going to happen i knew who was going to do it i still did not believe it was going to happen so when it happened i, I was like holy crap that i mean it happened <laughs> he did it i just uh, it was a shocking moment despite the fact that the third line of the movie is basically i'm gonna kill you and you you know when where and it still was a shock that's that's great filmmaking that's mm-hmm. fantastic filmmaking yeah, that's what I was I was going to say this exact same thing. Great filmmaking because I mean they tell you what's going to happen. Yeah. And throughout you're you're surprised. You're like this isn't going to happen. He's not going <laughs> to yeah. go through with it. And then to you be you able to build it, doubt def- and tension it around an has, event that you that that they tell you is going to happen. That's phenomenal. It definitely has uh, an oh crap moment where it, as as soon as he pulls the trigger you're like, "Oh, yeah. oh wow." wow yeah. Like I, I didn't see it coming. Yeah, really, really yeah. good. Uh, uh, and real quick, we we never even mentioned the cinematography. Yeah, it, that's what I was just gonna say. It's great. Nothing. I mean, everything is filmed, whether it's in the dark, whether it's in a you know broad daylight. I mean, I guess it helps that they're shooting on location, but everything's beautiful there, anyways. But I mean, just fantastic all across the board, every aspect. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I, I, I said multiple times, I said, man, I need to go to Ireland. That is just beautiful. That is, it, it was just fantastic, visually stunning. Uh, I, I don't know. So we, we've kind of been, been praising this and rightfully so it's a great movie, but I don't really know what, what to nitpick on what, what, what could have been better. What, what kind of bug you, I mean, what were the misfires of this movie? Were there any that, that you guys had? Uh, it, there was, I mean, as good as it is, there's no, there's, there's nothing that absolutely shocks you or floors you. It's just one of these movies where you're along for the ride. Um, the, it it kind of reminds me of the movie I was going to pick initially, but due to what has happened recently we didn't review it called mass where it's like you know it's not a movie that's some twisty thriller or reveal some mystery it's just mostly people talking and there's not some you know revelation about some topic or another it just addresses things doesn't necessarily even answer questions and it leaves you at the end just kind of like huh there's no it's not like you're coming out of a top gun movie saying holy crap that was amazing so much fun <laughs> you're never gonna get that no it's but it's just it, one of these movies where like damn that's that's rock solid storytelling yeah that's and great filmmaking that, <laughs> when you say that this is a movie about people talking that's true but that puts more pressure on the writing the directing the visuals the music to all come together to be impactful and to make you think and to linger with you when it's done. Cause, cause this is one of those where it, it does it well. I, I mean, when it's done, you sit there and you think about the themes and the questions it posed and, and 
what happened and the events and the characters. And at least I did. I, I think it was effective in that regard. Did you agree? Yeah, it lingers. I mean, it's, it's a movie. I mean, we've, we haven't reviewed a movie here, what, two, three weeks, whatever it's been. And through all these other movies I've watched, this is the one my mind keeps returning to, to think about. Uh, it's, it's similar to a movie I saw this year called men where yeah. I got out of the theater and I just, it just gives you that kind of a, a feeling like, Hmm. Okay. <laughs> and then you keep thinking about it and you keep thinking about it and you get excited because you're like, man, you they did this with this and this piece of dialogue in it. I mean, it's one of these movies that's not, I'm going to give it a high score, but it's not anything that's going to knock anybody's socks off. And if I recommend it, I guarantee a lot of people will just come back and say, well, I don't know, man, this is okay. Yes. Yes. This has, this has to be a movie you watch in the right mindset. Uh, um, I not necessarily the right mindset, maybe the right uh, set of expectations, I guess. Um, but if you know full well that this isn't going to be a, a fast paced extravagant movie, um, it's a movie that poses questions. It's a movie that explores themes through characters and through writing. And, and if that is enough for you, uh, it's this, it does that exceptionally in my opinion. Yep. Yep. Uh, anything else that anybody wants to add before we get to it? Uh, for me, there was, some of the parts of the movie where I, I thought were a little slow. Um, but then again, as I'm sitting here re- reviewing it, I'm not sure what they could take out to make it better. Maybe it was just having a long day at work and yeah. some of the di- dialogue was getting me, but well, there's, there's no doubt it's slow. But, and that will turn a lot of people off. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, I, I like you said, I didn't know necessarily know what this movie was coming into it. I read the synopsis and I, I pressed play. That's kind of what I knew about it. I hadn't seen a trailer or anything. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And I think that's, that's the best way to view this is, is just go into it. No, nothing go into it. Um, I, we're at the time of rating. Aaron, you picked it, so you choose the order. Who's who's going to rate it first? Who's going last? What's uh, I can start it. Okay, it's it, this is one. I mean, it's not one that you're going to return to and view often, but it's one I will see again. Uh, it's one I have in my collection. I just haven't seen it until now, uh, and it's one I would recommend. It's it's for me. I love great acting and great storytelling. This, this is incredibly well-written, and it's Brendan Gleeson at his best. And it's not quite, I mean, I, I love something like In Bruges or Seven Psychopaths more because it's brilliant writing and hilarious and great acting. This, this is kind of the one-note type of thing throughout. Yeah, But I, it's still way up there. It's a little bit below where I'd put In Bruges. I, I give this an eight. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't hate that score, Steve. You want next or last? I can go. Uh, like we said throughout the, the acting in this is fantastic. Whether it was Brendan Gleeson being, uh, he sh- he needs to get more love for what he does because he's he's great in pretty yeah. much everything he's in. Um, whether it's the the side actors, his his daughter, his actual son was good for what yeah. 10 yeah, minutes absolutely. that he was in 
Uh, it's beautifully shot uh, yeah. on location. Uh, and the fact that I knew who the killer was, and it still shocked me at the end when he actually yeah. pulled the trigger, uh, it goes towards the uh, the, the writing. Uh, I'm giving it a seven and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree with everything everybody said. Uh, it, it's a it's a showcase for the writing. It's a showcase for the actors, uh, particularly Brendan Gleeson, because he has the the lead role. He's on screen a hundred percent of the time, but even the supporting cast just completely knocks it out of the park. Um, this is up there with with. I mean, you you put this on par or, or, or up against any oscar nominated oscar winning performance and this is this is right up there i mean yes the the only thing that it comes down to is the oscar can only nominate so many performances a year so you know you can't blame it for say it was a snub or whatever but it's up there that's all there is to it. it it's an absolutely phenomenal phenomenal performance worth watching for that but like i said the writing fantastic you've mentioned the cinematography the music was beautiful everything about it it was great there it was a little slow it, it i uh like steve said i don't know exactly what you cut out how you trim it um but i i'm with aaron i'm i'm at an eight uh which gets us to 7.84 yeah, so that's going to be a B. That's going to be the high high range of B. So, Aaron, do you have the list for this or that? Yep, I do. Uh, and while I'm getting this pulled up, I wanted to mention this director has a movie coming out this year, very soon in July. I think it's going to yeah. be released. Jessica Chastain, yes, Rafe, Ralph Rafe Fiennes, however you pronounce it, and Caleb Landry Jones, who yeah. I'm watching anything now. So I'm looking forward to it. It doesn't have great scores after the film festival, but I, I will give it a shot just because of who's involved. But okay, so this or that 7.84. This or Tremors? Uh, Tremors. I would watch Tremors more yep. often. This is a better, better movie, movie, though. Yep. Um, this or Les Mis? This. I go this. this. Oh, this or The Godfather? Uh, I'd, I'd watch this. Uh, this. Yes, this is definitely more rewatchable, and I actually prefer Godfather too. This or Nightcrawler? Jake Gyllenhaal this. movie. This. I might go Nightcrawler. That's one of my favorite performances of all time. Yeah, this is a more uh, human performance, though, I think. True. Uh, okay, uh, let's go the other way. This or Heat? Heat. I go this. Heat. Yeah, I, I got to go Heat. I, that's such a good movie. This or uh, The Outpost, the war movie that we just watched recently. This... They're they're about on the same level. They're they're both just really. I might solid. rewatch the outpost. What's that? The, the outpost. I might rewatch the outpost over this, but this I think is a better movie. But the outpost, man, that and it poses. More I think I'm with speaking you. On of, that, Aaron. Speaking of Caleb, I, I Caleb Landry Jones' performance in that yeah. should have been recognized all year for every award. Amazing. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, this or in Bruges? It, it's right close to it. I, I pick in Bruges. In Bruges, it's in Bruges. For yeah, me. is more rewatchable. This yeah, is this is uh, 
I think it's a deeper movie, but that one's more rewatchable, more entertaining, I should say. This or Bridge of Spies. I never saw I that go, one. Oh, I go Bridge of Spies. I haven't seen that one. Oh my gosh, guys. It just Homework. didn't interest me. I, I don't know. I mean, Tom Hanks you isn't that good of an about- actor. And- yeah, you're right. Yeah, Tom Hanks, Mark <laughs> Rylance. What's yeah? What's in it for? Yeah, us? like yeah. neither one of those is, dudes is any good. Oh man! All right. Anyway, yeah, seven point eight four. So, have have you guys seen uh, uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri? I yes. have. So and I would watch this. I I truly I did not like three billboards. Really? Yeah. Man, I I loved that movie. Uh, I man, I don't know. I I. Still think I'd take this. I think it poses more interesting questions. Um, I don't know. That's just me. Um, so, so that's it. Uh, what, what do we say? 7.84, which yep. is a, a uh, high end of B for Calvary. I believe, Steve, if, if I'm not mistaken, nope, you said Matt. Mick, uh, right. Mick Matt said Steve said it's Matt's uh, oh, turn yeah. next. So uh, obviously we don't know. What a horror movie. Pick, but- uh, maybe maybe he'll pick x (laughs) who knows i don't know um but i i guess if there's nothing else uh somebody end the show tell your friends all right let's go but inconspicuously through the window lady i'm afraid i'm gonna have to ask you to leave the store okay that's it where you guys i'm going home game over man game over what are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Good night and good luck. Thank you for listening to another episode of Movie Review Crew. Remember to like us and find us on any of your favorite social media platforms, as well as go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.